What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Games with R&D podcast. It's episode six, and my name is Garrett Anderson, and with me, as always, we have Roberto. And Hello. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's not just the name, it's a way of life. We're going to be talking about a bunch oh. of different stuff today. We're going to, of course, be talking about what we've been playing. I know we've all been playing a lot of video games because we're on that lockdown quarantine life situation right now. And we're also going to be talking about game delays because The Last of Us 2 and The Ghost of Tsushima were delayed. A lot of information has rise and come to the surface around that. So we kind of want to get everybody's take on how we feel about game delays, how it affects us in our everyday life. And so let's just jump right into what we've been playing. I want to know what Roberto has been playing. What I have been playing. Well, let's see now. Um, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands 3. I picked it up on the PC, uh, finally, uh, on Steam. And, uh, yeah, it, I've just been trying to bulldoze my, my way through the, the story mm-hmm. with a friend. Because um, we, we've beaten... He's beaten the game multiple times already. I've beaten it on PlayStation, but oh my gosh, man. Uh, the game itself now, you know, on PlayStation, you have to choose between how pretty the game looks right. and performance. Uh, I don't have to worry about go. that on PC. I have performance and and, 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 uh, and the quality that it should the game should be and how smooth and, and pretty the game looks like. Um, and like I said, I'm just trying to get through the story just to be able to to uh, grind through uh, mayhem. Uh, and the nice thing right now is they have a lot of events going on because of the whole quarantine mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's been easy, very, very easy to get, you know, exotic weapons right now uh, for, in the game. Um, and it's easier, even easier if you're actually playing with another person. So as long as you're doing co-op, your percentage for, for uh, loot gets oh, wow. so much better. Uh, and they also have uh, another little... So they just released an, uh, another expansion to the game, and they added an, another event. So there's two events going at the same time, and one's called Cartel, uh, the Revenge of the Cartels. Um, and you're just, you know, just killing these guys that have, that have more like a 80s feel with the, the neon blues oh, cool. and pinks and stuff. Um, but you know, it, it's just trying to get all the loot, trying to get all the skins, uh, while you can during this whole thing. And, uh, I believe the, the co-op event ends in two days. So I have a little bit of time to grind out some more loot on that. So my question to you now is, do you have the fabled, the uh, yellow cake COV rocket launcher that's supposed to be able to decimate mayhem 10? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's Man, so there's a uh, <clears throat> there's an article that came out saying that in I guess the tenth level of mayhem, um, there's a weapon called the Yellow Cake COV rocket launcher, and it can do about forty thousand plus base damage uh, to any enemy. Wow. Yeah, uh, to an enemy in Mayhem uh, version ten, but in version six, I think it was like twenty thousand damage. Uh, you know, or there's other guns that can probably do up to twenty thousand dollars, twenty thousand points of damage. But um, this one is breaking mayhem ten because it'll basically obliterate anything. 
Well, that's good to know. Like I said, I'm still trying to get through the story. I'm almost done with the story, so I can actually unlock Mayhem. Um, I do have a grenade that I'm very surprised, and it's only uh, you can only unlock it right now for uh, for the uh, Revenge of the Cartels, uh, and it's a legendary uh, grenade called uh, I believe it's called Slash Fish. <laughs> okay, and so. <laughs> It's a it's an actual fish <laughs> that you throw it and is. it bobs, but it does a lot okay. of damage. Does it flop around like a fish out of water and just like cause damage as it's flopping? That's it awesome. does, yeah. It, it just it yes. bounces and everything. And the thing that sucks is that oh, it no. hurts you too. So if you get hit, like I get I get I get decimated <laughs> by this grenade. Just one hit and I die. Uh, and but that happens to a lot of the enemies, That's so awesome. they actually blow up. Uh, and you see, like their 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 blood and and, and guts go everywhere um, because this just this grenade touching them, they, they pretty much die. I had a couple questions. Um, did you pick it up? You said you picked it up on uh-huh. Steam. I saw it on the homepage of Steam. Is it on sale right now for thirty dollars? Is that right? For the okay. base game, I believe so. Let me let me check right yeah, now. Yeah, and while right. you're playing that, when you said add-ons, was that all just free add-ons that they're just adding to the game, or is that something that you had to pay for? So yeah. the events, okay. the events, yes. Uh, you can, you know, you don't have to pay for those. Uh, the only thing you have to pay for would be uh, like the two expansions that they released. Let's um, see. Page. Yeah, because I was curious about that because the board perfect. Yeah, it's on sale right now. Um it's uh thirty for the regular game and then um uh, I wouldn't recommend the the uh deluxe if it's good, if you're gonna choose it's gonna be between the regular game or the super deluxe that gives you the season. So did you pass get the season pass then? Um uh I got the, the super okay. deluxe okay. one, yeah. Okay. Um just because I know I was gonna play this game anyways, but uh so the two expansions, right? There's five. So there's four DLCs, and you get the Butt Stallion Pack too. The Butt the Stallion pass. Pack. Uh, oh and so the first God. one is <laughs> yes. Uh, so Moxie's Heist, uh, Handsome uh, Handsome Jackpot is the first one that they released a few months ago, and then uh, Guns Love and Tentacles uh, is the new one that came out uh, a few weeks ago. Um, but I haven't touched the, the DLC yet. Like I said, I'm just trying to beat the game uh, with my buddy, and we're almost there. I want to say maybe okay. two bosses left, and then I can do the mayhem stuff. Because now the nice thing that I like is that um, uh, once you beat the game, if you have any side quests to do or that you haven't finished, they actually level up with you, which is amazing. Because that's the one thing I didn't like about um like two or one you know that once you beat the game it stayed at that level that they were originally um so that was was what character are you playing uh on playstation i was maz and then on pc right now okay what are what are what is flack you say what is flack's big super like what is their super uh, so it okay. depends on Flack. Uh, he has three different soup, uh, three three different abilities, but he also he's the ah. Beastmaster, so he can choose between a stag, uh, the uh, spider ants, uh, and uh, the uh, I keep forgetting the little monkey things. Um, but you can actually uh, use one of one of those two as your pets to help you fight. Um, and depending on how like what skill tree you choose. They can help you heal faster, do extra damage. 
or um, what was the other one? Um, uh, just gives you buffers and that kind of thing. It just depends on which one you choose when it, when it comes to him. Uh, and then uh, for special abilities, you know, you can summon racks to attack other people. You can uh, become invisible uh, and or you can make an irradiation uh, like aura that can engulf your your pet or yourself. It just depends on how you modify it and how you make your your uh, your abilities work. Because now they changed it uh, when it comes to your abilities, um, and then uh, you have two like special abilities you can do at the same time. So for him, it was his um, uh, he could summon like a special creature, and he gets a special ability as well. So it really it varies on who you're using. Uh, I haven't touched Maz in a bit, but like I said, I used her on on uh, on PlayStation, and she's the first person I chose because sure I have a thing for robots. I always like mechs and stuff. So uh, when I saw that she had a giant robot, I'm like sold. She's the one. I'm, she's, she's is she I'm, super sexualized? I, I actually haven't seen it. video of her. No. Okay, that's nice. No, she's right not. On. So I mean. For me, like the Borderlands series has had a lot of ups and downs. Like, you know, I played one quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. but two, I played hundreds yeah. of hours of Borderlands 2. I mean, I, I couldn't Same. even tell you. I mean, I probably did a playthrough of every character. I played DLC, every piece of it. And by the time I was done, I had so many golden guns. I mean, like everything was legendary. Uh, the gun Zerker was my dude. Um and I, a Salvador, Salvador. Yeah, that was, the, that was my man. I loved his super. He just made all these crazy, crazy noises while just going, um, ape over all these enemies. Just so much fun. Um, but then, you know, the prequel, I, you know, I tried it and I want to say I played about six or seven hours and, you know, I don't know if it was just the introduction of the zero gravity where you're just kind of floating and hopping around. I don't know if it was the writing. It just did not, it just did not capture me. So I've been kind of hesitant about picking up this installment where are you at with this game is this as good is it better where do you kind of put it in your rating of borderlands games so let's see now um if we're ranking them it's gonna be two three okay so you like it quite a bit uh yeah uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the story, but mechanically, the game is really good. It, it you know, you you feel great when you're playing the game. You, you get loot. You, you know, depending on what, if there's any events going on, or um, you know, if you're playing with friends, or if you're just playing by yourself, because you can also just uh, you know join random right. people's games and help them out, or you guys can do like the slaughter domes um, as well. Um, and you know you can just squat up with random people. It it just right depends on. on how you want to play the game. Um, the nice thing too is you know you can choose between competition or cooperative. Um, so you know that's the one thing I wasn't really that like, uh, wasn't. Uh, well, that was one of the things I wasn't too keen on one and two is that if you were playing with other people, uh, you know you you guys had to like debate or whoever got it sure. first got that weapon. And if it was a legendary, you know, you wanted a legendary too, but only dropped one. Well, you kind of screwed on that. Uh, on three, uh, it does the whole destiny thing. So, you know, if 
uh, whenever you guys kill an enemy, if one gets an ep- uh, a legendary, uh, the awesome. other person gets a legendary too. But you won't know which one each each gets, uh, and you can't okay. take it from another person. Okay, okay. So that's always nice. I- mm-hmm. But you, but you have options. You can make it, you know, classic. So you, if you liked it that other way, then you one can of my favorite things about Borderlands Two was at least in the the first two. I don't know if the prequel had this because I wasn't really playing cooperatively with anyone through that. But on Borderlands 2, there was a gun glitch. And basically how it would work is if you had two people in the party, one person could drop all their legendaries on the ground. And then the same person who dropped all the legendaries on the ground would be able to hard exit, meaning not quit the game, but completely power down whatever they were playing on their Xbox 360 at the time or their PC. And then what they would do is power back on and then log back in and join that party, and then they would still have all those legendaries in their uh, inventory, and all their legendaries that are in the inventory that they dropped were still on the ground. So you could dupe guns, basically. You could duplicate anything. So any weapon that you did find, you could basically give to a friend that way. I don't know. Do you know if uh, that's still a thing? Okay. I believe it's still there. You just don't want to be the the party owner, uh, or the uh, yeah the party owner. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be the party owner because uh, then yeah, you know, sure, the game sure. Pretty to much me, that stuff. was always really cool because I mean, it's all about collecting all the guns, right? I mean, it's a game about a bazillion guns. That mm-hmm. that that whole game, Borderlands Three, had so much just kind of weird negativity leading up to it because of Randy Pitchford and all the weird kind of... Oh, dude, there's still negativity for that game because of Randy Pitchford. Man, what a bunch of weird stuff. Did you guys ever hear about this, about this USB flash drive that had some weird, like, magic porn found on it? And he left it at a restaurant for some server to find that just happened to be like a big fan of 2K games and Randy Pitchford. And then apparently he exposed it and all this other stuff happened. There's just been a lot of and then not to mention that, but then I guess the um, the work quality um, as far as how they treat their employees over at 2K kind of got exposed. Um, Just a lot of oof, kind of man, not making you feel good feelings around that game leading up to it but it doesn't sound like that's really affected your you know enjoyment of the game which is good i'm all i I wouldn't say that it's not that that's that's why um i mean it it, it's i would say it's a it's Mm -hmm. a catch-22 kind of thing because you know i don't like him right i'm not a fan of his um but you know, unfortunately, it's a private sure. company. It's his company, um, and you know, the developers, when it comes to not him, you know, it they in order to be able to make money and that kind of thing, you have they they have to work and do this stuff. And so, if I don't buy, you know, if you don't buy the game, they don't get paid for this kind of thing. Uh, but so you know, it's it's just it it kind of sucks because you can't really choose. You're, you 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 could choose to not buy the game right and it hurts the developers um but you can you know you can buy the game but you're giving money to randy um so it just it, it's one of those things that kind of sucks you you can help them or you can't uh and then the other thing uh, that's happened too i don't know if you you've been seeing that but um the the whole thing with uh gearbox is that 
um, they they pay a, a lower that's because they promise uh, a bonus yes, than most. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, uh, and they just announced that you know the the bonuses are going to be a lot lower than what they were. What is uh, what the they reasoning were told behind that? that? It was I, I don't be. remember. What um, was their reasoning? Is it because of Borderlands 3's sales? Is that what their reasoning is? Uh, no, the, the well, no, because the game yeah. still sold really well. It it did extremely well. Um, but what they're saying is like the te- uh, the time to the the time to create the tech, uh, the development time, and all this stuff. That just a lot of different things was why they said that it was going to be a lot lower than what they were originally were told. Uh, and you know, um, when they were trying to get all these people to join the company after Borderlands Two, they were telling them, you know, hey. Um, come work with you're our company. You know, you're not going to get paid as yeah. much, but when you know you're going to get big bonuses because look at how how much people you know got for for uh, for Borderlands Two, and you know people bought houses wow. with the, with their bonus money and this kind of thing. And now they're you know they're getting told it's going to be a lot lower than that. You guys, that's uh, super and, sad. It's super sad. See. Um, you know, employees are promised something and then not to get given. You know, well, I not mean, just that, but yeah, and you know, his 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 uh, what was the word? His um, reasoning. <clears throat> what was it? His his response to to this whole thing was, you know, if you don't like the bonuses, wow. you can quit. Oof, Randy Pitchford. Oof, I'm I'm not feeling that man. That man is not a good person. I don't think. From what I've gathered, I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but I mean, if you promise your employee something and then you don't deliver, and then you threaten them with losing their job after not giving them something that you promised, to me, it kind of puts you in the douchebag category. Yep. Um, that's really sad. And I, I hope Gearbox continues. I hope the quality of games don't diminish because of this, because honestly, who's going to go want to work for somebody who, um, is going to go back on their promises and then make threats after breaking their promise. That's really sad. Very much. so. Huh? That's crazy. Borderlands three. Is there anything to add about Borderlands three that you'd like to share? Uh, I mean, there's a there's a plus, I guess, on this game now too. Uh, the other thing is that uh, uh, they put Borderlands Science. I don't know if you saw that. Um, but what it is is that you go inside uh Tannis's uh like office, and uh, there's like this little arcade game you can play. Just think of like Be- uh, Bejeweled and you know those kind of puzzle games. But the nice thing about it yep. is that it's actually like DNA sequences. And so you're trying to, uh, you know, make it so because, uh, you know, computers will do all this, all the computer sequencing work. But there is some some parts that, uh, you know, it, it still can't fix. And so it requires people to actually do that work. Uh, well, I guess uh, board, uh, Gearbox teamed up and uh, uh, made this little game. And so it's millions of puzzles that people can do uh and you get you know points you get all this stuff you you can get buffs and that kind of thing and and some skins and whatnot um but it it actually helps because what what it does is that 
it they'll give you these these puzzles mm-hmm. you try to you try to um solve them um and from there um you know they they import them and and you know those it, it fixes some of the problems or some of the the um the yeah it, 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 the mistakes that the computers did and so it's i guess it's helping when it comes to that kind of thing uh, and I guess it's some some of that sequences are some of the COVID oh, wow. sequences that that people are trying to do, uh, and so right, that's, that's super you know cool. that's a that's a plus. But it's just one of those things that <laughs> you know you just start questioning all the stuff that's going on with well, this company. Well, right on. That's Borderlands Three. Thank you so much for all that good information, Dantastic. Yeah. What have you been um, playing? Tell I'm me. still playing Final Fantasy XIV. However. I have taken some time uh, to play other games. Uh, PlayStation Network has released a few games that you can download for free, one of them being <laughs> Pac-Man Champion Edition 2. <laughs> so nice. I played the original Pac-Man Champion Edition to death. I love it because it's fast-paced. It's not your typical Pac-Man game, but it is your typical Pac-Man game because you're trying to collect all the dots and you're trying to defeat the ghost, but there's not four. There's a hundred. It is super fast-paced, super fun. I love it. And the second one adds a few more elements to the game that wasn't there in the first and makes it even more fun. And there's a lot more modes and you can customize your maze to be different colors. You can change the background music. You can actually start with a different speed. You can start at the uh, original speed at the really slow and then go all the way up as you progress through these mazes. Or you could just start at the max, or not not max speed, but like half speed, which is about 20 to 40. And you start off faster and then you just get faster and faster and faster. But there's a point where it's too fast and you're not hitting the the patterns of the maze and then you die and then of course it lowers your speed whenever you die Um, the first one had bullet time which if you remember bullet time it's when you get close to an enemy it actually slows it down so that it gives you more more reaction time they don't have bullet time anymore in the second one I know it sucks because it was kind of fun they now have uh, if you touch a ghost two times, three times, it'll actually get angry, and when it's angry is when it actually defeats you. So, As one so it kind of gives you like a little window, you know, where you can hit the ghost right. uh, in rapid succession. You have to hit it three times in order for it to become angry, and you'll know it's angry because it has the like starburst effect behind it, and it changes its facial expression to I'm angry. And then it, <laughs> and then it'll chase you and it's a lot faster and then you know you finally lose your life when it hits you uh which is really cool they added uh ghost trains so when you're going you have one ghost following you but behind that ghost is a train of you know increasing smaller ghosts and it's pretty fun because you could have 100 200 ghosts in this chain and when you finally eat a power pellet and eat it you eat everybody in the chain (laughs) and i mean it's fast paced it's super super fun i dig this game so much play it um when i get tired of raiding in final fantasy 14 or when i get tired of you know doing something i'm like bored i'm like okay you know what i just need to stop from this intense story let me just play something a little mindless right now let me play some pac-man so 
Pac-Man Champion Edition 2 is what I've been playing. Um, I also downloaded, awesome. yeah, I also downloaded the uh, Nathan Drake collection because they gave that away for free on the PlayStation yeah. Network. So I got that. That's incredible. That's incredible and I, that they're giving it away. It's, yeah, it is because, okay, I'm one of the few people that have never played any of the Uncharted games. Wow. Yeah. So I have Uncharted 4. I haven't even opened it yet. Okay. It's still oh, it's my. still sitting in wrapper because literally two days before um the they announced it, I was contemplating on going and ordering uh from Best Buy, have them sent it to my house to um to order the Nathan Drake collection. It was only twenty bucks. I was like, hey, twenty dollars, three games, that's pretty cool, right? No problem. I was like, ah, but I don't want uh, I was, I, was just, I don't know, something stopped me from doing it. And then I read an article two days later. Oh hey the Nathan Drake collection is going to be free on the PlayStation network starting on this day. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> that's a good thing. I didn't yeah, buy it. No yeah, it's a good thing. I didn't buy it. So I downloaded it. Um, still have not played that yet. Um, but I, okay. but I plan to uh, kind of the same thing with like the Bioshock collection. Like I played Bioshock infinite, but that's it. I never played the first one or the second one. Wow. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to, but Final Fantasy is taking up my life right now. Um, I finally hit the max level at 80. Um, okay. I finally beat or uh, reached the end of the storyline from the newest expansion, uh, which is a emotional roller coaster because there are times when you are laughing because the story is so silly and pretty <laughs> funny. And then there's other times where you're just so sad and you're like, oh my God, I literally shed a tear a couple of times during the last story it was That's yeah it was great. that good uh because you really do get invested in these characters that are following you sure absolutely after that much time you and mm-hmm. they've even the side quests you know have cut scenes and storylines and some of them are very lighthearted and funny and silly and other ones are you know really dark and you know just really emotionally like oh my gosh you know very intense like one good example would be the pixies the pixies have you know lighthearted quests and they're funny and you know they're like oh because they just want to play although pixies want to do or play and you know uh, have fun and play tricks on people which is you know pixies fairies you know that's good but then you go into you know like the dwarves and they're like no you know uh, no we 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 have to do this for honor and da da da. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know. So those two games, those those are what I have been playing this time. That's awesome, mm. man. I'm so I'm so excited to hear what you think about the Uncharted series and also the Bioshock series because you said you hadn't played either of those. If it's like if you could wipe my memory, Bioshock the original. Mm-hmm would probably be like, yes, I want to play that game, wipe my memory, because there is a couple plot twists in that that for the time, as far as storytelling goes, was life-changing. Oh, nice. Like, I, I do strongly feel like Bioshock, at the time, 100% had one of the best narratives in first-person shooters. Mm. Like, right up there with Half-Life 2 at the time. Now we've had games like Titanfall 2 and and other first-person shooters that have told a really good story as well. But for the time, yeah, I mean, Bioshock, hands down, is is some of the best writing in video games ever. And also, the Uncharted series, I mean, what what a roller coaster. Like, that really... 
that really does display to me what a triple A franchise can be. I mean, it really doesn't get much more action blockbuster than the Uncharted series. And, and I would love you to take that roller coaster and, and just to be able to kick it with like Drake, Elena and Sully again, like, like I'm, I'm envious that you get to go on those characters adventures because wow, what a treat. I'm not sure how Drake's fortune, which I believe is the first one, Roberto, can you back me up on that? Is Drake fortune the first one? I, I, I don't know how that one might uh, hold up. Yes. That one might be a little rough um, just visually because, I mean, I, that was like early PS3, <laughs> if not a PS3 launch title. I might be wrong on that, but if not, at least launch window. Um, but either way, 2 is probably the best in my opinion. There are a couple scenes in Uncharted 2 that will like forever be etched in my mind. When I first saw them, I was like, video games aren't going to get better than this. There were definitely like moments in that game where I was like, literally, like, this is the epitome of video games um, and the reason why I play them. So, so lucky you for being able to experience that for free as well. And the fact that you have Uncharted 4, which is an, also an amazing video game. Right, yeah. Um, the, the conclusion of that game, which obviously I won't spoil is just uh it, it's gonna definitely tug on your heartstrings especially after spending four full games with those characters mm. oh man i'm super envious of you right, right. now you're uh, i know yeah you I, I am looking through, I, I am I, looking forward to playing these games only because i've heard so much good stuff about these games and the little that i've seen of these games uh it looks amazing uh because the footage i've seen is from two and three uh, that's pretty much it. But yeah, I've heard so much good stuff about these, and I am looking forward to playing them a lot. I I, I really. Oh, go ahead. So just to clarify, yes, uh, yes, it's Drake's Fortune is the first okay. one. It I came knew out it was like pretty close within there, and that PS3 was a ten-year life cycle on that console. So I I got pretty close. Um, that's great. In fact, I want you to play at least one of those games, Dan, and then next episode you have to talk to me about um, Uncharted or Bioshock. <laughs> I demand it. It's You don't get a choice in the matter. I'm going to disconnect your uh, Final Fantasy um, login just for at least a day so you can play that and talk to me about it. Okay, it's happening. Consider it Just take it to um, All right, so that brings it to me and what I have been playing. I am really enjoying a game called Devil May Cry 5. And it's actually kind of surprising because, you know, the Devil May Cry series has been around a long time, and I have dabbled in the other games, um, and it never really grabbed me. Um, I don't know if it was the gameplay itself, uh, the writing, the look visually, it just never seemed to put its hooks into me other than DMC. So I want to clarify, this is actually the sixth game in the series, even though it's called Devil May Cry 5, because they had a standalone game called just DMC those letters and I played that through and I, and I did enjoy it. But at the time it was kind of like, I'm just playing this to play this because I have nothing else to play. I'm sure you've all had video games like that where you're just kind of like mind numbingly just smashing buttons. And honestly, I don't even remember anything about it other than that. I finished the game and didn't hate it, but I am absolutely loving devil may cry five. First of all, I picked it up on fanatical.com. 
for about 15 bucks. They had a star deal, but I regularly see it on there for under 20. So like for around 18 and seven fifteen, seventeen dollars and fifty cents. And I gotta say, for that price tag, this game is fantastic. And even if you were paying sixty dollars for this game, I'd still be okay. But even at this price tag now, I think it's even better. Um, I played it on PC, of course, got a Steam key. Um, and it's, you know, it's developed and published by Capcom. Um, so completely in-house and it was released, uh, in March of 2019. And when it released in March of 2019, it was actually received really well. I mean, IGN gave it a 9.5, all these other outlets were giving it between eight and 10 and it really kind of captured, captured my attention. And that's why I ended up adding it to my wish list on steam because everybody was raving like, Oh, Hey, they've revamped the entire gameplay. They've changed a lot of things. Um, and one of the big reasons why I wanted to play it was it was actually developed with the RE engine, the same engine that they made Resident Evil Evil 7 and the RE2 remake and RE3 remake with. And if you're familiar with that engine, they kind of designed that engine to make facial features and animations and details pop. And oh boy, let me tell you, like the hair, the facial description and detail on these people in this game are just photorealistic. Like, I feel like every generation an engine is developed like this where you look at a character in a game and you're like, it's not going to look better than this. You guys can't make it look better, but you know what? They, they keep on doing it. So the RE engine is absolutely fantastic. If you've played, you know, the Resident Evil 2 remake or RE7, you know what I'm talking about. Like graphically, this game is just off the hook. The cutscenes are incredible. I, I can't even describe my eyes are popping out of my socket during cutscenes in this game. Um, what I'll say, the story is a little batshit crazy. Excuse my language. It's extremely over the top. There's no way I could spoil the story for this for you guys, as far as listeners and you guys are concerned, because I, I, I can't even tell you what's happening. <clears throat> like, literally, the, the story is so over the top crazy at this point that me even explaining to you what's happening narratively i i can't um even though i'm paying attention which i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but the writing is cheesy in a good way and what i mean by that is i feel like every one of the characters are consistently kind of blurting out these one-liners but it doesn't feel forced or cheesy in some kind of ways, even like how some kind of like times, even in Borderlands, I'm going to just use that as an example. Sometimes they tell these jokes and they just don't hit. You know what I mean? Everything in this game makes me laugh. Like, because I think it knows that it's trying to be a B action movie. Like these characters realize that this situation is completely ridiculous. And so it doesn't really matter. Um, you play as three different characters throughout the game. So there are actually four total characters that really stand out to me. Um, one of them is honestly Dante. Dante has been pretty much the main focus of the series the whole way through. The second character is Nero, who is younger than Dante. He's a little bit more scrappy. He's got more of an attitude. He's younger. He's like, you know, like, hey, I'm just like this young punk kid who doesn't care about anything. Then there's a new character to the series, and his name is V, and he is emo as all hell. He is straight out of a Nine Inch Nails video. He basically is, I'm depressed, I'm black, I've got black hair, I'm 
basically a little bit different. He doesn't have so much of a like hardcore attitude as Nero and Dante does. And then the fourth character who I'm absolutely in love with, she's an NPC and her name is Nico and she is written perfectly. Oh my gosh. She has gone to the list of like my top 10 NPCs of all time. Whoever voice acted Nico, I am in love with because like they nailed not only the voice acting, but if they actually used her visually, I mean, I, I can't think of a better shopkeeper. And uh, I'll talk a little bit more like about the gameplay um, and get back to the, these characters and, you know, to be more specific about their abilities and stuff. But, you know, if I'm going to like basically break down the game, as far as gameplay goes, it's a hack and slash. However, it really reminds me of a fighting games in a lot of ways. And it's because of the different combat styles and combos that each of these characters have. And what I mean by that, like in Street Fighter, right? If you're playing as Ryu, you end up, you know, you want to memorize the Hadouken and all your super uppercuts and all the different trick moves. And this is no different. There are literally tons of combos to memorize and when you execute them in succession it just feels really good you can get these combos where you're launching these people in the air and doing like 30 40 50 hits in succession and it's just amazing when you are able to actually pull it off um and you know to some people that might be a little intimidating what i'll say about that is if you're not great at combos, there are different difficulty options throughout the game that will make those combos easier. In fact, if you go to the easiest mode, it will literally just perform these combos for you. However, I don't recommend doing that because obviously it takes away a lot of the thrill of the game. Um, what's kind of crazy about it is you switch between these characters and all the combos and the way that these characters fight are so different. So for instance, Nero is the character you begin with and he's very standard. He has a big, long, huge sword and he's got uh, a single firearm and he's pretty straightforward. Any third person action adventure game, think Nero, right? Um, Dante is kind of a little bit more complicated. So Dante has the ability to switch up his weapons, meaning he could either have dual pistols or a shotgun, mm -hmm. or he could have a giant sword, or he can straight up use his fists. So you can switch between that depending upon how close you are to your enemy. And on top of that, there are four different stances. So think Kung Fu, right? Like a defensive stance, an aggressive stance. Um, and, and you can switch drunken style, ninja style, right? And as you're switching between these stances and switching in between your weapons, man, all the combos change. So they're just, for Dante, it's like this unlimited amount of possibilities as far as executing damage upon your enemies. And it's just rad. It's absolutely rad when you're able to kind of just bust these things out. V, the character who I told you is more of a, like more of like an emo, he is crazy. Probably one of the most unique things I've seen in a game like this as far as hack and slash in quite some time. You know how V kills you? He reads a book and he summons these creatures. I know this is crazy. Imagine just just frantic. A thousand things are happening on the screen at once. And here's your character with a book open. And as his books open, he summons animals. He summons a crow. And the crow is more of like a long distance damage 
um, dealer, meaning he just flies in and then flies back. And then he summons like this giant leopard or a cheetah. I'm not kind of quite sure what kind of cat it is. It's a black cat, maybe a panther. And it's more of like your up close and personal damage. And you can summon both of them. And it's crazy because you're walking through all this chaos. Here's this crazy giant bird flying through while there's giant panther swatting in front of you. And here's your dude. He's just reading a book. It is fucking crazy i can't even explain like the way that it all plays out in front of you on screen is something that i've just never really seen in video games it's just so creative it's so creative that capcom created this this fighting style for this character um one interesting thing too is there are super moves and all three of the players have a super move so nero he just straight up revs up his sword like a chainsaw and it catches on fire dealing like massive damage and he also has a prosthetic arm he lost his arm to some demon in some other previous game i guess that i don't know if that's a spoiler if it is i'm sorry like i said the story is so crazy i don't even know why that matters anyway this prosthetic arm can do all kinds of things it turns into a giant wheeling blade of death it turns into a giant nuclear explosion there are different prosthetic arms that you can find that will unleash these super dante's is a little crazier Dante's just straight up turns into this massive demon with huge demon armor, and he just gets huge and buff and yoked Arnold Schwarzenegger size muscles and just just decimates everything, which is nuts. V, the emo kid, he straight up calls down something called the Nightmare. And you guys ever play Titanfall? Yep. <clears throat> I'm mad. You know when you called your Titan down and it literally just launched from the and just smash down and you've gotten it this is what he calls down it's called the nightmare it's this giant godzilla sized monster that he just calls into battle and it just decimates everything for him and then you know when you're v you can now have up to three different creatures on the ground fighting for you this giant bird this freaking panther and this giant nightmare godzilla creature and all of this craziness sometimes there's like six enemies on the screen plus all of this it's like Oh my god, do not take acid and play this game because you will overdose and die because of the visuals. I, I can't even explain how over the top it is. Um, it's got a crazy upgrade and skill unlock system. So as you're traveling throughout the world, you're correct, collecting red orbs. Red orbs are your currency in this game. And you upgrade yourself and unlock new skills by talking to Nico, who is the crazy chick who I was talking about. So she drives this van, right? Like, think about, like, a giant van. And literally, you call her, and she comes flying in over rooftops out of nowhere, smashes in front of you, and she says in this sassy, sexy voice, and goes, how you doing, honey? You need something from me? And I'm like, oh my god, you are the craziest, awesomest chick I've ever seen in my life. You go in her van, and you upgrade. Okay, so... Yes. Sorry. So you're talking about Nico. She's actually played by, she's voice acted by Faye Kingsley, okay. who's Australian. She's also um, voice acted in Wolfenstein, Guardians of the Galaxy. She played Hala. She was in Halo Wars. Uh, she was in um, Mirror's Edge as Faith. And she's also been in a few episodes of DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Oh, wow. So, the, yeah. The TV show. So she's a professional and it shows in this game. Like she mm -hmm. just nailed it as far as acting wise goes. There are so many skills to unlock my dudes. 
so many skills. There's your sword skills. There's your firearm skills. There's your just straight up abilities. Everything from running faster to double jumping to a bazillion different combos. It's unlimited. And you can unlock skills for all three of those characters, right? Dante, Nero, and V. You can choose to hold on to that currency till you find the character that you want to upgrade. But I've just been kind of upgrading across the board. And I haven't even unlocked, I'd say, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm on mission 12 or 13, and I feel like just from the pace of the game, I'm not 100%, but I feel like I'm over halfway. There's no way I'm unlocking all this stuff. There is no way. Um, and I'm playing as thoroughly as I can. Um, so I am obviously in love with the game. On top of all this, as far as the gameplay and the visuals being amazing – Holy cow, this music slaps. Whoever decided to put this soundtrack together, it is insane. It's full of just hardcore techno, industrial metal, just beautiful symphony style music when it's trying to be emotional, which I think it's funny when it does. But anyway, <laughs> it just it just hits it. The composer is Kota Suzuki. I hope I'm not butchering that name. Probably am, but he, man, shout out to that man because... Wow, I'm in, absolutely in love with it. There is one thing that I will say I dislike about the game. Um, in my biggest dislike is the world itself. The game is set in London, but it might as well be set anywhere because it's extremely linear and the whole city is just decimated. It's just decimated apocalyptic city filled with demons. It is very cut and paste, copy and paste, I should say. Like, literally, you could throw this world away and I w will never remember it. It is extremely bland. It's just a lot of darks, blacks, and grays, very little color. Um, and there's really not much reason to, to explore because, like I said, it is so linear. I'm just really not impressed. I feel like if this game had better level design, it would be like it would be up there. It would shoot it even higher as far as, as where it's at in my like all time favorites list. But because the world is so boring and just visually not appealing, it, it does take away from it a little bit for me, but definitely not enough for me to say like the, the, the positive so outweigh the negative, the one negative I have on it. And I'm in love with devil may cry five. Go play it. It's amazing. Uh, do you guys have any questions about devil may cry five? No, but I have loved the, the Devil May Cry series. Cool. From the beginning, yeah. It was I, I remember playing the very first one when it came out and having to fight I think it was the first boss, which was a giant spider that was made of lava. Right. Or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But I, I think I got into Devil May Cry starting with three uh yeah, three. But I mean, yeah, but when, you know what? You say I, the game is over the top of that way in the very, like, very that, beginning. That's Devil May Cry for you, though. <laughs> that's, that's... In the very, very beginning, the first Devil May Cry game, if I remember correctly, actually was more gothic and less over the top. Yeah. Yes, it was still cheesy, but not on the cheesy scale that we know now. Oh, yeah, no, but it was right, still right. cheesy. So, yeah, uh, but still, yeah, the series has only gotten better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, since, yeah. Since... Just a couple of facts. This one has done better financially than any other game in the series. It sold I mean, three I... million copies within the first year. So it is 100% their best-selling game in the franchise, for sure. I mean, it has blown the expectation of Capcom, and I guarantee there'll be a Devil May Cry 6. There's no way. 
that they don't make another game. I mean, the DMC um, uh, uh, anime was pretty good, too. Yeah, they made an anime on it, and also they actually made a, um, a, a manga. There's a manga mm-hmm. Devil May Cry series, and there's also a couple of novels, I want to say, light novels that are out there right. available to you if you're if you're really into it. I don't think I'm going to go read any of that, you know, after this. I think once I play this, it'll kind of go in my, you know, uh, my memory bank as being a really great game. Um, but yeah, I think, I, and I also don't think I'd go back because I, I just think that this game is so different from the others as far as gameplay wise um, that I, I, I don't ever see myself returning. Um, well, that's all it. That's what we've been playing. A lot of good games. Definitely check them out. We're going to jump into a topic. And, you know, a lot of people have strong opinions about this. Um, because of the coronavirus, obviously a lot of games have been delayed. A lot of things, um, have halted as far as production and development. And just recently, a new release date for The Last of Us 2 and The Ghost of Tsushima has been released. Um, Roberto, what are those dates and how do you feel about these delays? Uh, let's see now. Last of Us, what is uh, June seventeenth? Okay. Or sorry, June nineteenth, and Ghost of Tsushima is July nineteenth. How do I feel about them? Um, I mean, I'm happy that the games are getting released this year. Uh, I mean, I understand why Ghost of Tsushima got pushed back sure uh, a month um, because they're trying to give more time for Last of Us, right? Uh, and it sounds like they really want Last of Us to come out before Ghost of Tsushima. So, you know, that, that's what they're trying to go for. Uh, I think, you know, maybe it might not be the best time to release Last of Us. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, and they kind of were forced to now because of the whole uh, uh, release of some of the cutscenes of the game. Because, you know, there's so much going on behind these delays for one one of the weirdest things and one of the most unfortunate things for playstation is these are exclusives and not just exclusives these are triple a exclusives for them and Mm -hmm. you know right out of the get-go whether or not we care or not there is a console war happening right and microsoft has kind of already come out swinging And a lot of people are saying they're already winning. Now, whether or not you believe that or not is one thing. But when two of your biggest releases are kind of delayed, even though these are going to be available on the PlayStation 4, not the PlayStation 5, it does kind of give you a black eye going into the next console. And, um, you know, I will say, obviously, these developers need to make money. And I think that, you know, when you're talking about The Last of Us 2, The Last of Us is one of the most praised games of the last generation. And even of this generation with the remake, for that matter. If you can't make physical sales as well as digital sales, I don't think we're going to be seeing these AAA games anymore. So they have to be able to sell these games everywhere to everyone who wants them digitally and physically in order to be profitable, because if these things aren't pro- aren't profitable, obviously they're not going to be made. Where are you at d- with Dantastic? Dantastic, tell me about like delays and how it's affected you ever in your life, or do so, you care? 
honestly, I kind of, I do, but I don't care about delays because of the reasoning behind the delay. Like, if a game is being delayed because it's not ready yet, because they wanted to fix something before it came out because of some kind of something that would have made the game horrible, I'm all for it. Make the make the game good, and release it when it's ready. Don't send me some half-ass piece of shit game. Sorry for my language, you know. And then say, "Oh, we're just gonna patch it later." And then you know, patch it a year and a half later when it's already too late. Nobody cares about the game. Right. Uh, if you're delaying it for a good reason, then I am all for it. If you're doing it just to do it because of some controversy that happened with somebody that might work there or some or you know anything then you know whatever now like not nah, i don't really like that um the you know uh, like what was it yeah so the last of us is being delayed I actually don't know why it's being delayed. Sorry. <laughs> Somebody enlighten me. So I've heard a couple different things. I've heard one of the biggest issues is, is, you know, they're worried that they're not going to be able to make their money back. And that's totally a good reason to delay a game, especially when those people over at the, you know, I mean, think about how many years of their lives those people at Naughty Dog have spent making The Last of Us 2. And our country is a great country, but our internet isn't that great. And unfortunately, not everybody has jumped on the all digital bandwagon, which is fine. And the fact that they can't get these games into people's hands because of the marketing and the production it takes to get those discs printed, the production it takes to get those things to people's shelves, the fact that places like GameStop aren't open to give those games to those people who want to play them? I mean... Okay, but I argue, at at that point, I argue, okay, with this whole crisis and everybody putting, you know, staying at home, shelter in place, there are retailers that still either have other options for you to pick up your stuff. You can either just do contactless curbside pickup or, or, like with GameStop or best buy or target they can ship it to you right so they'll have it sent to your mailbox boom you pick it up yeah you might get it a day or two later than when it was but you're still getting it and you're still getting a physical copy of your game if you're not a digital person now i don't care if it's digital or physical there are certain games that i want to have physical i want to be able to hold that game plus when i get tired of it i can just trade it back in dan i'm surprised that you don't like it physical (laughs) you seem like a physical man oh you know what I mean? <laughs> no, Dan I do like it fantastic. He likes things physical. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I had to throw that in. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. But <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was really okay. But I do like physical games, but there are certain things that I want to have mm-hmm. digital. And okay, for, for that excuse right there where they're not sure they're able to get it into the uh, consumer's hands uh, and sell enough copies, I think that's a bullshit reason. Now, yeah, the Ghost of Tsushima, they they're you know want to give time and let another game you know come through and that, okay like that's kind of respectable sure. you know you don't want to you know you don't want to you know oversaturate the market with too many really awesome Especially games because exclusive. then somebody's gonna 
Right, because then they're going to get thrown to the wayside, and, and, and then it won't perform, and it won't make the money. So in that sense, yeah, that's all fine and good. And in the end, it's a company. They're trying to make their money. They're looking out for their bottom line. That's understandable. you know. But you also have to remember, hey, you know, these people will buy it regardless of the current situation or not. Look at Final Fantasy VII Remake. We waited over 15 years for the Final Fantasy VII Remake to happen. It finally dropped. Granted, not the entire thing, but it still dropped. Okay, How many copies have sold already since uh, it came out? It says here 3.5 million copies digitally and physically in the first three days that it launched. And and this is during the COVID uh, crisis. Yeah. If a game is good enough, it will sell. And The Last of Us 2 is a game that is good enough, hopefully, and it will sell. Roberto, do you know off the top of your head, did Naughty Dog say anything else as far as reasonings to, for delay? I mean, did they say any sort of technical issues, or was it 100% because of the virus, basically? Well, it most most of it is because of of the virus. They had to do work remotely to actually that's you know, understandable. Continue working on the game itself. Um, let's see now. Just wrong with my phone. Um, yeah, um, most m- mostly it's because of of that. But uh, you know, it, just to be able to get everything done on time and that kind of thing because i mean i won't i'm not surprised that a lot you know especially with with big companies uh you know trying to do all the remote work right um, right right it's big studio too not not i mean not, know, not everybody huge. will be yeah. ha- will have access to like dev kits and that kind of thing um and a big studio mm-hmm. and then i don't know if they you know before the whole thing if they were doing a remote uh remote uh work at all um because I know that a few of them were having that problem. I mean, for example, I'll just bring up Final Fantasy fourteen. I know that they just recently did a, a an update, but they're saying that's you know the the next one got pushed back because not only of of the COVID, but because of you know uh, they're still uh, not able to get most of their stuff done when it comes to like different languages, you know, right, uh, like right. French, uh, Italian, and that kind oh, of. Oh, that's going to be a nice um, big update. Uh, yeah, other, that one's being the, pushed the voice actors and, and that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that, that it's just, it, it depends on what, what's happening with that studio and that kind of thing. You know, also um, the other stuff was about, you know, crunch time. Uh, That's nice. They're trying to, you know, they pushed it back a little just so they have more time to work on it. And so crunch wouldn't be as bad. Um, but, you know, there's, there's stuff going on on that one too. Uh, just because, you know, like I, I brought, I brought it up a, a, a little bit ago. Uh, you know, a disgruntled employee, um, you know, leaked some of the, the actual story of the game. Oh, really? Uh, so this some disgruntled employee uh, released the spoilers uh, of, of the game some other because stuff. they felt like they were being overworked? Uh, wow. Holy cow. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's really the, sad. Well, well, that I, mean, was one I, of the I hate to know yeah. that there's, you know, obviously we've always heard about crunch in video games and that's a, that's another topic for another time for sure. But yeah, that's, that's really sad. I, I don't really feel like anybody should ever be overworked for a video game. That's how I feel about that. Um, there, 
Um, there are things for us to enjoy, but if it means that a person cannot be with their family um, or get adequate amounts of sleep, rest, and time away from their job, I I can't support that. I love video games very much, but I will never put a, another person's family um, before, like, you know, my own entertainment. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, one thing is funny, you know, Ghost of Shishimu, it might be extremely extremely well polished because if it's making room for the last of us just for the sake of giving the last of us two more room that just gives them more and more time to make polish and to work on bugs and just to make the game better i wonder if ghost of shishima even needed to be pushed back or if 100 they just wanted to give the last of us two more room that's going to be really interesting to see let me ask you guys this which one are you more looking forward to dantastic you go first uh, okay the last of us mm-hmm. two yeah the last of us two i played the first one it was amazing even multiplayer is still going very very strong i'm not a big yeah. multiplayer guy but multiplayer in the last of us is actually kind of fun yeah how about you Roberto? so Um, I mean, Last of Us is, it's going to be one of those games that just sure is a benchmark of what, you know, the, what we can do now in the industry. Um, but yeah. I mean, for me personally, I'm more excited for Ghost yes! of Tsushima just because I am a, mm-hmm. a Sucker Punch, um, fan and they've made the infamous games and I've loved the infamous games. Um, and this is, you know, they're they're trying out something new, um, right. you know, kind of like what uh, Insomniac did with Sunset Overdrive on the Xbox side. And so, you know, maybe after this one, they'll get something interesting and fun and, you know, just blow it out of the water kind of thing. Uh, I think this is more like a, what what's that word? Like a, sleep, um, like a sleeper. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say underdog, but um, people don't really huh thank you yes sleeper that's what i'm looking for um and let me tell you about shogun assassin i mean i've always been into awesome samurai movie. movies shogun so. assassin is incredible I, I'm, I'm definitely down for uh that one. you know i, I mm-hmm. so okay i love sucker punch um the infamous game series is, is amazing gameplay wise um mm-hmm. i you know what i gave sunset overdrive a shot just recently on xbox game pass i don't like that game I think that game is trying to be two-way edgy 90s cool for me. Like, the whole aesthetic, and I I think the traversal was really good. Um, But I I wasn't feeling... it's it's attitude doesn't hold up. I mean, obviously, at its Spider-Man, time, I enjoyed know, it. I mean, Spider Man's incredible. That, you know, it didn't um, age. It definitely I think didn't age well. Better company to make you know a game around <laughs> Spider Man than them. But you, you know, I Sucker Punch has been great, and um, you know, I feel like maybe The Last of Us for me because The Last of Us, it's ending the story it was telling. I feel like. I, I don't know how they can top it, but if some way they can, I mean, it's going to be some of the best writing in games. If they can make a story that's even better than the original Last of Us, I don't even know how that's possible, but if they do pull it off, 
I mean, that's going to be a game for the decades. You know what I mean? People will talk about it in 20, 30 years as being, you know, some of the best writing that's ever happened. Um, and I think I just realized I mixed up my developers. Sucker Punch and Insomniac are two different game companies, and now I feel like a dumbass. And I realize I just Spider-Man, because Spider-Man was not made by Sucker Punch. I'm a dummy. Yep. I know. Why? And I'm I'm taking I'm taking it back. So if you're listening out there, sorry. No, a lot of video game companies yeah. out there. No, I thought that's what you were going <laughs> Well, you know for. what, guys? Sorry. I think that's a podcast. And um, I want to say thank you very much for making it this far into the show. And if you have, definitely check out our Facebook page. Give us a like over there. Find us on all of the podcast streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Anchor, all of the good streaming sites that you already love and listen to. My name's Garrett Anderson, and thank you for listening to the Games with R&D podcast. Love you. <laughs> we love you, too. Are we done? We're done. We're done, right? Bye. Okay, good.